something to say. Hello everybody and welcome to Project Shadow. I'm your host Charlie. You might know me as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset. It's really hard to do a podcast nowadays. It's really hard to do anything creative in a lot of ways. Because with everything going on, it's very easy to get distracted. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. Last weekend, my husband and I celebrated our 20th anniversary, or as we like to call it, our 20 and first. We hand-fasted 20 years ago, and we were legally married last year when that finally, finally became possible. And everyone that showed up was upset. Everybody that showed up was depressed. Everybody that showed up was just in a state of shock. And I'm kind of tired of it. I really am. Yes, terrible things are happening to our country and in our country and by our country. Terrible, terrible things. Now is not the time to have an emotional reaction. We, we can't afford it. I'm not saying that you don't let yourself have feelings or you bottle it all up or any of that. What I'm saying is you can't let those feelings turn inward. We voted. We outvoted the man in the White House, he still found a way to get in there. And this shows something systematically wrong with the nation. In a democracy, people that win the majority should hold power. But I don't want to go into all that again. What's important for you and me to remember about that is we are the majority. Yeah, he may be sitting in the fancy house with the fancy chair and the fancy desk and the carousel of famous people's busts on his desk and the ability to call and insult the presidents and prime ministers of other nations. But he is in the minority. When the Tea Party was founded, 39% of the country favored them. The Women's March, 60% favored it. We are the majority. That's what they've forgotten. And that's what all the powerful have forgotten. And I don't just mean the idiots in Washington. Because God knows we could talk about the idiots in Washington forever. But that's what everyone has forgotten. We are the majority. Whether that's the working poor, 
collectively, we are many. And right now, we have to be one. We have to cut off the violence. I don't mean cut it out, because I know for a fact it's not our people that are doing it. We know that Project Veritas was trying to pay people to do violence at political protests so that they could be like, ha ha ha, look, they're violent. I have no evidence that any of the protests recently have had people from Project Veritas there, but it makes you wonder, you know? I mean, they were trying to hire people. And even if it wasn't somebody paid by Project Veritas, they weren't our people. Our people know that violence solves nothing. We don't destroy our own things. We don't destroy what belongs to us to make a point. That is counterproductive. He's destroying everything, not us. So, I don't know. I don't want this podcast to go political again. I don't. And the reason I didn't do the name and number of the episode is I've been thinking about doing this episode for quite some time and I didn't want to lose my nerve, so I didn't do any of that. I just turned the mic on and started talking because I needed to start talking. Look, things have been bad. For my people, the LGBT community, it's been far worse than it is right now. In the 80s, a plague was ravaging our people, and nobody knew what it was. And the president, and the governors, and the congress, and the mayors, and the councilmen, the congressmen, the senators, nobody cared. They saw it as a blessing. In fact, many of them said that it was a very good thing because it was cleaning the filth out of America. It's been worse. It's bad everywhere. And every community can point to a time that it was worse. It's the first thing to remember. We've gotten through much worse than this. And we'll get through this too. This is a cartoon. This is an act. This is a pretend administration that believes it speaks for the people. But you know what the people in Congress really care about? That's keeping their jobs. When they realize how unpopular this pathetic, sorry little man is, you know what? They're going to stop supporting him. They think he's useful. He's not. He's dangerous. But again, I don't want to talk about him. Because it always comes back to him. And you know what? That's exactly what he wants. That's why I'm not saying his name. I'm not afraid of him. He's not Voldemort. But what he wants more than anything is fame. What he wants more than anything is for everybody to be talking about him. So don't. Talk about the actions. Talk about what needs to be changed. Talk about the Dakota Access Pipeline and how we are attacking the rights of Native Americans again. So this government would like another trail of tears? Maybe another wounded knee? 
Is that what you're after? Shame them. But don't say his name. Don't give him the satisfaction of saying his name. He doesn't deserve it. And don't let him take away from your joy. Don't let him take away from the good things that you have in your life. Because they don't have that power. We're not up against dementors. We're up against sad, tiny little men in their sad, tiny little world that are trying to feel strong. Because there's no way they can feel strong if they're not bullying people they see as weak. We're not weak. And we will not be bullied. You stand up to a bully. You speak out to a bully. And bullies back down. Because inside every bully is a coward who's afraid. Somehow we've forgotten this. Life is about the dance. Sometimes it's fast and it's frenetic and it's fun and it's so wonderful. And sometimes it's slow and romantic and sensuous. Sometimes it's sad and it's sorrowful. And it lets us get the, through our feelings of loss. But all the while, it's the same dance. It's the same song. It's the song that plays over and over again since the dawn of time, since the beginning of human civilization. We dance. It's what we do in times of trouble. It's what we do in times of chaos. It's what we do when everything is wonderful. We dance. Why do we dance? Because it is life. Don't forget that. And I'm not saying this because I'm upset because I didn't get to throw a great party on our 21st anniversary. I'm saying this because everywhere I go, every time I talk to somebody, I have to remind them that life is for the living. Live now while you can. Have joy now while you can. Have happiness now while you can. That doesn't mean you ignore it. That doesn't mean you just let it happen. But you don't let it tear you down. Because that is how little people win. Whatever they are in your life, that's how they win. They take away your joy of living. They make you afraid. They make you feel small. They make you feel weak. Have you turned on the television lately? We are not small. We are not weak. There are millions of us. And no white carpet to be seen. Don't forget to laugh. Cry when you need to, but don't forget to laugh. Don't forget to be happy. Don't forget life is for the living. We have so much to be thankful for. We have so much to celebrate. And I don't know, maybe this podcast will just turn into the daily pep talk with Charlie. I don't know. Because there's a lot of places you can go if you want politics. Go watch Randy Rhodes. Randy Rhodes Show. By a stinking podcast.
We don't need another one of those. And I don't want to be another one of those. But I want us to have fun again. Can we do that? Can we have fun again? I mean, for goodness sakes. That's all that really matters is that we bring some joy into this world. That we bring some compassion into this world. That we do something helpful in this world. In the end, all that matters is that we've left this world a little bit better than we found it. And joyless is not the way I want to leave this world. It's not. So celebrate. Dance. Just go get coconut oil by Lizzo. <laughs> Turn it on. Turn it up. And just laugh. Dance. Feel it. If that's not your kind of music, I'm sorry. But, you know, right now, I've been listening to a lot of Lizzo. I don't know. What have you been listening to? Let's try to make this into a conversation. You know, back like we used to. Before everything mattered so much. And we felt like the world was going to end all the time. I'd like to be talking about some TV shows. Maybe we'll go back to doing that. Most of all, I want to talk about the stuff I'm writing. Would that bore you? I've been working on this story. I just finished a picture of Quaister Abbott. I'm so happy at how it turned out. I'm trying to figure out when to debut him. His chapter should be finished soon. So, I guess I'll debut it then. Oh, speaking of which, anybody who uh, is a fan of Ride On, they're closing down March 22nd, so I guess uh, my fiction will be up at uh, <laughs> Wattpad and up on the site over at com. had some issues when I was designing him, though. I mean, when you sit down to design a villain, and I hate to call anybody a villain, because... To me, it feels like you're saying, okay, and this is going to be the one-dimensional bad guy that gets defeated at the end. and That's not really where I think this story is going. At least I hope not. But, you know, I want them to look menacing. I want them to look scary. I want them to look like they do in the things that I love. And that's what a lot of this project has been about for me, is kind of taking those things that I've loved over the years and making them mine, making them speak with my voice and kind of playing with them in ways that I haven't played before. I really love this book. I hope you guys do too. If you haven't checked it out, go over to ashdancer.com and check out the uh, very rough drafts that I've been posting up there for the sample chapters. And when I say sample chapters, I'm posting the entire book up there as I write it. You know, there will, of course, be changes and edits and whatnot. And that's why I'm writing this way, because I want to get you guys' opinions on it. But there was something about designing the Quaisters that, you know, I had so many things in mind when 
doing it. You know, I kept thinking of, you know, the Archons from Final Fantasy, and I thought about the... Well, I thought a lot about Darth Vader. Because what I loved about Vader is he was kind of faceless. We didn't know what he looked like. And so many of my favorite villains in movies and books and whatnot have kind of had that quality. And so I wanted to do something that would play off that and show you what's under the mask as well. And that's where I think I'm going to have a lot of fun with this story is it's not just going to be about the masked villain, but exploring him as a person and why he's doing the things that he's doing. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be interesting, at least. At least interesting for me. What do you like in a villain? You know, for me, I like them to have a reason for being. I like them to have a cause. I like them to mean something. I don't like it when they boil down to just one thing. Like, they just want power. How boring. <laughs> I say that even about, like, real-life villains, you know? When you just want power, how limited is your imagination? There's so many things to want in this universe, and all you want is be able to get your way? That's so childish. Accurate for a lot of people, but childish. You know, I think it's one of the reasons why we're fascinated about by World War II is even as vile and evil as the Nazis were, there's this weird fascination with the fact that they didn't see themselves as evil. They weren't, you know, they did. <laughs> and I don't understand how they couldn't be the mustache twirling, you know, <laughs> villains, given everything that they did. And yet somehow in their twisted and warped minds, they thought they were doing a good thing somehow. Somehow they justified evil actions to themselves. And in a lot of ways, that fascinates me. Like, how do you convince yourself that murder is a good thing? Especially on that kind of a scale. How do you, you know, I think about like, you know, the Quaestars work for the Sawyer, the Sawyer Empire, which is inspired by the East India Company. And... I think to myself, you know, how did those people justify in their own minds so they could sleep at night? We are going to subjugate an entire subcontinent of people brutally and cruelly to make money. And somehow that seemed right to them. I mean, how do you get into that place? I mean, how do you get there that you can think like that? You know, I think whoever could figure that out solve a lot of problems. I'm not saying I'm going to be the one to do it. I'm going to figure out for my characters how they got to where they are, but it's, 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 it, it boggles my mind that you could do such dastardly things. You know? How did Columbus think giving women to his men to rape was good? Like, how do you how do you reconcile that in your own mind, hearing these women screaming and think, I did good today. How do you do that? 
I think that's one of the things that makes writing a villain such an interesting endeavor is trying to figure out, I mean, what kinds of mental gymnastics do you have to jump through to get yourself to a place where you're okay with such terrible, terrible things? And for me, I think a lot of it just comes out of insecurity. You know, the one thing that we can say about most dictators that we've ever seen in history is that they were insecure and all of this was just them acting out no 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 i'm not afraid look at me i'm a big man you can see that with a lot of killers too that seems to be kind of at the heart of what makes people do terrible terrible things i don't know something i've been thinking about a lot lately I'm curious what you guys think about it. As you know, I've been wanting to bring this podcast back for some time, and I've been trying to think of a format, and it's been really tricksy for me because, you know, I've been spending almost all my time working on this book and surrounding materials. I don't have the time that I used to to do a lot of the things that I like to do. And I'm looking at ways to restructure my time to maybe be able to do that. So let me know what you would like to talk about. Like I said, I'm probably going to be doing a lot more episodes like this. Because there are times when I'm sitting at home alone in my office. And I just need to talk. I just need to get things off my chest. You know how it is? Yeah. Love each other. <laughs> Dear God, man, love each other. As you know, I love you. Anyway, before I get all sappy, have the fun. I'll talk to you soon.